Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown to Rushville. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future in Rush County. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. And welcome to the first day, the WIBC Sunday Magazine Show. It is November 12th. I'm Terry Stacy, along with Denny Smith. I walked out of the house and there's a big post-it note that says, Don't forget Terry Lynn's bread pudding. Oh. Shane was not about to let me forget you. Bread pudding has become my favorite thing I as so. um, uh, an adult. What a beautiful day. Kyle Lynn, did now, you by see the, the way, sunrise? Thank you oh. to Scott. Because this yes. is this is uh, Scott Lutaka. Thank you. I never can say the last name correctly. Yeah, he's a good Lutaka. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scott over at Sullivan Hardware and Garden at 71st and Keystone, and he makes the most incredible bread pudding. And I am so grateful to that for that. Well, to he have and this. Allison were not gonna not wow. get you some bread so pudding. Lucky, so lucky. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, also, Kylan Talley here producing the show. Good morning. Hey, buddy. The sunrise was pretty, and it's a, just a beautiful sunny morning. If you want to see what Monument Circle looks like right now with those lights hung up go check it out on first day's facebook page and our first day facebook fan of the day i have two of them i'm ready julie bales yay julie follow we've had a lot of new followers so hopefully i'll get to shout you out as we go but then the other one elaine woodward she's been active commenting and listening to the podcast so thank you both of you thank you a million times thank you thank you thank you please let us grow just a little bit and for you those special listeners the hour is free it is. Yeah. It's free, and Denny sends out money. No, he, he sure does. does. Will you stop that? Denny had the most incredible morning because oh. he really did wake up to a balloon race right above his house. Four balloons and uh, hot air they balloons. Were, they were so close; they were yelling down at us. And, beautiful uh, sight. They yelled down, and the and the ducks came off the pond and flew up by him. It was beautiful. It, Just beautiful. Did they come up and fly neck kind of uh-huh, around? They him? did. Uh, one of the videos I sent you, you'll see the. I didn't the pay ducks attention to the ducks. Oh, the ducks. Oh, came I up. need to look. But yeah, big yellow smiley face balloon and others and it was it, can we post them kind they are posted right now if you want to go check out and so see how pretty. beautiful it is they're yeah. commented on our show preview posts so just look at the comments and they're all right there it's just kind of neat to look at them it's for so peaceful and it, it was that's how i looked at it and when you can I actually it, it hear so, them yeah fire just so peaceful yeah, and beautiful just look at that picture you know another video that's there is Denny's Grow Dome. Oh, I oh, slaved yeah. in that Grow The Grow Dome is 15 foot tall. And I decided to put Christmas trees in there that because would light up. Because he's not allowed to have them in the house yet. No, yeah. that That is so true. <laughs> but it's translucent. And at night, it's really cool. It lights up. I haven't heard from the neighbors complaining about that being at 2 o'clock in the morning. But we'll see. <laughs> 
Well, uh, it is another beautiful sight, and we are seeing Christmas lights popping up all over the place. We're going to have some good temperatures this week. We'll be fairly mild and sunny and, you know, 60s maybe, getting close to 60s. 60s? Yeah, well, close to. Wow. Or 60-ish, which I'll take. And today even uh, getting close to 60 right around uh, 4 o'clock this afternoon. Right now we've got 48 degrees and beautiful sunny skies on Monument Circle. Yes, downtown Indy. Now we uh, have transformed the Monument Circle to the world's largest Christmas tree. We sure have. It's a beautiful sight. Thank you. Did you you get to watch that yesterday, Kai? I did. It's Isn't it the interesting best how they process. do it? You know, it next is. year, you should totally come down and watch it. If you didn't get to see it any of these past years, go watch it or such even help the volunteers. Teamwork. It's just such teamwork. And Tara, you got to meet a little guy who was working with oh, his daddy. The thing is, it's the generations of families that come out from grandpa to uncles and uh, kids and then grandkids. Everybody, all these IVW, Local 481 volunteers that do this. And they kind of are the keepers of the lights and they take care of them and I'm going to, if if I can, I had took a really cool video yesterday of the process of how they string these lights and how they are told by the leader, you know, drop and everybody drops their garland with the lights. They turn on the lights about every 15 minutes and make sure everything's working and then they pick up the lights and then they move in oh, this snaky procession. And if you've never seen it, I showed my mom yesterday and she said, I've never seen this. This is really awesome, the process. So I'll give you that video, Kylan, and hopefully it's not too big and we can put that up there to yeah. uh, the first day website. Even last year, I got a video of the reindeers being put in the fountain. And oh, that yeah. last year, it was snowing while the volunteers were working. Oh, All right. Now, so I've got a quick question for you. It's an English language question. Do we say reindeer singular and plural? Oh. Or do we say reindeers as plural? See, I never, I've oh, heard it both oh, ways, gosh. Kai. Reindeer. But you're Southern hmm. Indiana, right? Reindeer. I think it is reindeer. 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 So singular reindeer. and plural are the same. The and there's a herd reindeer, of reindeer. I don't know. know. Uh, You can get away with it in Indiana. Well, thank you for it. Yeah. I will mention Circle of Lights is a finalist for the USA Today's 10 Best Readers Choice for Best Public Holiday Lights Display. They're a finalist. And you can vote and help them make that come true by going to USA, or I'm sorry, by going to 10, the number 10, best.usatoday.com to vote. And you do that every day. And congratulations to Indiana's uh, finalist. Oh, it was Avon yeah, High School. They are band. the grand champion of Bands of America. Pretty cool. That is really something. Really it is something. really something. Uh, okay, it is 11-11. I do want to mention one more thing, and that is we had the kickoff for the Salvation Army uh, Red Kettle Kickoff. How'd it is go? What it's called. Fantastic. First of all, it's over at the Historical Society on Friday night where the Festival of Trees began. And so, I mean, we are really Christmasing because it is they're up and running and you can go get some inspiration and see some of the beautiful trees over there. But yes, we have a lofty goal. Radiothon is coming up on December 8th and De- December 9th. And Denny, we have virtual kettles that are actually online right now. And you have one. I have one. Uh, we all, all of God's kids got one. Well, that's cool. So you can go to- Are we to, making this competitive or are we just doing it no, through the graciousness of like heart? I don't either. Thank you very much. It makes me feel bad about me and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we all have image problems. We do. And I'm going to get you that information about how you can find our, our, our virtual kettles before the show is over because this is all brand new. Did Major Rachel Stouter, uh, she stopped by uh, Home and Garden yesterday when we were out Did at she? Turkey Fest. Love her. She said $436,000. Did I get that, is that number right? right? That's I a lot so of numbers in my head. Woo. Yeah. We can do it. Indiana, I, and Pat made the point, you know, the thing about Salvation Army is we used to give away stuff so people could bid on it when really that doesn't have anything to do with the radio 
marathon. It's about people giving and participating, be part of the community. And that's when we really started to make some hay. Yeah. And boy, they try to make it as easy as possible for you with virtual kettles. You can have a virtual kettle. Anybody can have one. Uh, make it easy for you. It's easy to pay at the kettles now. You don't necessarily always have to have change. Um, but anyway, we'll continue to, as we get closer and closer to Radiothon to give you more information about how that is going to shape up. But uh, we're excited. The Christmas season is really here. I know Thanksgiving we haven't even had yet. but You know what? It's okay. We can keep it's them together. Okay. I mean, they're, they're kids. Kissing okay. cousins, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Kissing uh, cousins. Yeah, haven't kiss you ever cousins. heard that before? Oh gosh, Denny. <laughs> I know. Well, see, it I'm used to be we weren't you. allowed to we weren't allowed to marry our cousins because it was the right. gene pool thing, you know. Right. But you were allowed to be kissing your cousin. Oh, I had a couple Denny. cousins that I was, you know. I'd... Hey, you know what? You spoke of kickoff. The Colts they had their kickoff early, nine thirty this morning. How are they doing? Thirty for them. Seven to three. They're winning Still. against the Patriots. The quarter, th- the third quarter just started. Did it really? We've already passed halftime. Mm-hmm. Wow. It sure has, and yeah, they are in Germany, having Seven, a great time. I wonder. Quiddy Pay got hurt in the first quarter, and I know that everybody was worried about that if he was going to make it back in. Um, Frankfurt, Germany. Good dog. They Guten did Tag. so much trying to get ready for this game. Watching them treat the fields and oh, having yeah. to make the grass the certain yeah. way right. and paint the field. They went through a lot to make this happen. Do you it's know really how you say thank you in German? Uh-uh. Donkey shame. No, no. Donkey shorts. Oh, brother it, Ben, that's not right. <laughs> that's the Hoosier pronunciation. Donkey shorts. They're celebrating. They're having a cold watch party at the Anthenaeum. And they're having live entertainment and fun and, you know beer the whole the whole german watching it i every time i think about german uh, germany i want some german mustard and a sausage right now i'm i'm with you i, I think that's more fun than the beer must german mustard me too denny seriously just give me the food <laughs> i love the food at chris kindle mart that's what i'm that's excited another, about that's another oh, and good that's one opening starting up this is saturday it, is this saturday yeah wow See? i'm telling you it's been a winner it up. of usa today's best holiday market for the last three years yeah. understandably really good great food the ice skating it's like stepping into a hallmark movie it yeah. is so beautiful it is beautiful another cool place that you all if you've never been is called the heidelberg house it's on pendleton pike oh it's been around over 50 years and it is it is true authentic german food and a gift shop with some really cool stuff that the you can pastries. get the real black forest cake you there. can denny the real black forest kind of cool yeah. now i mean it's it's it is like jam-packed with stuff it, but it's fun it's an experience i learned about that from two friends uh, colonel john kapasik and his wife ermgard ermgard grew up in germany just before world war ii Great stories about, you know, what was going on during the war as a young child is and everything. Right? But they introduced me to the Heidelberg, and it's it's, it's, it's something. Kind of, it really is something to see. You should go at least one time. Put that one on your list. Uh, all right. It is 1116, and coming up on the show, Abdul's going to join us about the voter turnout on Tuesday, why that number is still so low. Um, it's It will surprise you. Well, maybe it won't surprise you. I don't know. Uh, but it is Veterans Day weekend, and... I'm going to be talking to, uh, well, you'll hear a conversation I had about a new Korean War memorial that was dedicated yesterday in Fort Wayne. We've got details coming up with a Vietnam veteran just after the break on 93 WIBC. Sunday morning, it's 11.20. Veterans Day weekend. Yesterday, Veterans Day officially, but 
you should be celebrated every single day. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Just before Veterans Day, I spoke with Eric Johnson, a Vietnam veteran that is the second vice commander of communications at the Veterans National National Memorial Shrine and Museum in Fort Wayne. I didn't even know this existed. And I have interviewed many Vietnam veterans before, and I learned that when they returned home, they did not feel very welcome. So before we got to the details of the new Korean War Memorial, I asked him if enough time has passed that he finally feels appreciated for his service. Well, I think, uh, you know, when we came home, no one was in favor of the war. I heard about guys being spit on and disrespected and all of that. And uh, I think we just came home, grew our hair long and blended in. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I think after the years go by, uh, I just talked to a board member, uh, Greg Benicki, who went back to Vietnam uh, for closure. And uh, he said, Eric, it really provided a lot of closure for him, but also opened his eyes to the new Vietnam and how much they've progressed and how much uh, Saigon has changed. they got 81-story skyscrapers in Saigon. And uh, he said it really did him a lot of good. Uh, And he was was in interrogation over there and, and saw a lot of things that we wouldn't like to see. But I think he's a counselor now, and it did him a lot of good to go back. But uh, he tells me and shows me pictures of how it looks today, and we we probably wouldn't recognize it. I already said when I was in Vietnam, it's a beautiful country if there wasn't a war going on. And uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, the war and the people have forgiven us, and uh, we've kind of come to closure about it, even though we left on uncertain terms. And, and, and it was kind of like we, we, we got out of there with our tails between our legs, and I'm thinking – you know, there's 58,470 guys on the wall here at the uh, Shrine and Museum that uh, we see every day. We see visitors come, and there's always somebody at the wall. And uh, it's interesting uh, to provide closure. Uh, there, it's very respectful. It's very quiet. Uh, it, it gives people a chance to reflect. And uh, I've talked to people from Idaho, Ohio, Canada, all over the country that have come to this wall, this permanent wall. And it's uh, quite rewarding as a veteran to to be able to help them carry, find a guy's name on the wall. Maybe he was uh, uh, a friend of a brother or he was your uncle or he was your dad to go out there and be able to go down the panel, find the name. They could do a tracing and they're so thankful just to see their name uh, in uh, on the, on the panel. And it uh, provides us a, a lot of uh, fulfillment as Vietnam veterans. But I, to answer your question, I think you forget about it. Uh, you know, think about war is it's terrible and should never happen. But, you know, time heals all. And uh, I think some guys never heal. Uh, I know Vietnam veterans that will not even go to the wall because they can't, they can't face it. Uh, they just can't go through the emotional drain that the wall provides them. And I think on Veterans Day, we honor all veterans uh, that have served, a past and present. I think it's just a good time for everybody to come together. You know, the whole country should be like this. It's like love, peace, and respect. You know, we don't need all this violence. We don't need all these attitudes. We don't need all these woke things going on. You just got to respect the guys that served, treat them with respect, and they love hearing. Thank you for your service. We've heard that a lot. But, I, you know, I see Korean vets that I'll say that too. And they're thrilled to death. And it's, uh, we'll never forget 
you know, our motto at the shrine here is no veteran will ever be forgotten. And I think that's, that's the kind of mantra that our founders uh, set in place uh, when they founded this place in the early 50s. And we've just been doing nothing but making it better, Terry. Invite all the people, wherever they're from, to come out to see this fantastic exhibit. There's 12 seven-foot-tall soldiers. And the interesting thing about these soldiers are they all have the faces of local Korean veterans that served. So if you're from Northeast Indiana, your face might be on one of these uh, statues. This is Vietnam veteran Eric Johnson with the Veterans National Memorial Shrine and Museum in Fort Wayne. Eric, how long has the plan for a Korean War Memorial been in the works? To be honest with you, a Korean veteran came to us and he said, I'd like to do something. And I said, what are you thinking? And he shows me this, uh, this picture of these soldiers in Washington, D.C., and he says, do you think we could do something like this? And I said, well, we could always explore it, but, you know, I don't have $22 million to put in stainless steel figures like they did in Washington, D.C., but what we did was we searched out uh, fiberglass companies all over the United States and decided to work with one in particular in Hastings, Nebraska, called Fiberglass Animals and Objects. And they've been tremendous to work with. We, we've provided them with photographs taken of uh, Korean uniformed soldiers with holding the, the weapons of the, of the Korean War, land mine sweepers, uh, anything we could photograph to depict the Korean uh, uh, uniform. We took pictures, sent him the pictures, and then sent him the faces and said, can you do this? And he said, yes, we can do that. So uh, they started back in April, I think making the molds and uh, trying to get the, uh, get the depiction of, of each person that is in this exhibit. If you go to our, you go to our website, honoringforever.org, uh, you can find all the information and directions to the shrine. And if uh, people want to make a donation, that'd be great too. So everything's on the web. He is amazing. And I thanked him profusely for serving and for also sharing his time with us on this Veterans Day weekend. Honoringforever.org. If you'd like to make a trip up to Fort Wayne, it's not that bad. What, Denny, an hour? Hour from about, uh, what is uh, it? Fort hour Wayne? 45 minutes. Hour 45 minutes, but I think it'd be worth your time. I want to go. I want to see this uh, this museum, this shrine, and also this new memorial. All right, we're going to take a break, but coming up, Abdul Hakim Shabazz will help me and others, maybe, if you even care, why more registered voters don't come out on election day to vote. That's coming up after the break on 93 WIBC. A little progress, even if it's small. All I know to tell Kylie, I don't know this number, but that's Jimmy Buffett. It is Jimmy. This was his latest release. It released two Fridays ago, and this was an album he made before he died, unfortunately. So before he passed and left us, he left us this in the vault album that they got to release for us. That is pretty great. I like this. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. He has a lot of good ones and um, bigger topics. I'll, I'll leave it to that. He has a lot of good messages. Bigger topics? Like, just good messages within oh, okay. it. It's not just, here's a song. I think Jimmy was more than that, but this is there are a lot of good songs, and I think you should check it out. He has the sung album, with so many people. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. The album's called Equal Strain on All Parts, if you want to go check it out. 
I loved it when he would sing duets with just everybody from Zach Brown to Alan Jackson, but he was really a lot of fun on stage with another singing personality. He was a pistol, I guess is the best best way to say it. I'm not paying attention. I'm sorry. That's all right. We're talking no, about Jimmy I was Buffett. Ready to go. No, I was looking to see if the Colts have scored yet again. Oh, I think it's no. still 7-3. Still 7-3. Still 7-3. All right. We'll keep you up to date with that, too. All right, guys. It is 11.35. It is a beautiful Sunday morning. 2023 general elections in the books. But here's something that I look at from time to time, mostly when it's pointed out, and it was pointed out to me. Uh, joining us now is our friend Abdul Hakim Shabazz, editor-in-chief at IndiePolitics.org and host of Abdul at Large on Saturdays, 1 to 3, right here on WIBC. Hi, Abdul. Hey, Ms. Terry Stacey. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Thank you. I know you got a busy weekend. I know you've been watching The Best Way to Make French Press Coffee on YouTube. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know if you could pull away from that for a bit. Did you learn everything you needed to know? Yes, uh, almost. <laughs> I, I, I ground my coffee a little bit too fine, so tomorrow morning I'm going to ground a little bit more coarse. So. It's a learning process, my friend. Terry, once a week I get this little email from uh, Abdul, and it, it's the cheat sheet. I don't know if oh, you've yeah. ever read the cheat sheet. I can't believe I'm putting money in his pocket to read this, but I am, and uh, God bless you. Anyway, um, oh, this anyway. election was a strange one, Terry. The voter turnout, what happened? I know, and there's nothing new that it's low, and it was just a general election, and it's expected, I know. But when I see that Marion County, and again, I've seen several numbers, but 26.3% voter turnout, and the Donut counties similar numbers, even lower. And I just want to know, and I also like to know how these numbers break down as far as parties go. But Abdul, you know, why don't so many registered voters vote? Well, here's the thing. On a good day, I'm starting to think back. On a really, really great voter turnout day, we're about 50, maybe 60 percent. But that's usually only in presidential years. Usually there's, what, what happens is there are sort of different turnout rates uh, for presidential elections, for midterm elections, for municipal elections. And the numbers get smaller as you go down the line. And they're actually even smaller with municipal primaries. So, for example, uh, the turnout uh, in Indianapolis and Marion County, this go-round, one of was about like 26% and some change, which actually uh, – no, I'll take that back. It was – I got my data up here – it was, I want to say, 30%-ish. Oh. oh, look how I got excited because it was 30%, which is silly because 30% is still very low. Yeah. All of a sudden, I was like, it, oh, well, they, okay. It, 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 is, it, it is, but it isn't uh, because uh, what drives turnout are lots of different things. It could be issues on the ballot. It could be candidates. It could be whether the race is uh, contested. So there are lots of different factors that go uh, into play. Uh, here we go. Uh, on Marion County's website, uh, indy.gov, uh, the official voter turnout was 26.5%. Okay. Now, statewide, that number was 30%. Uh, I've looked at all, all elections across Indiana. However, in Hamilton County, that number was 27%. So, it, re- it really, and, but in Hancock County, where you're from, my dear, yeah. it was like 60%. So, it really does depend on uh, where people are, where, what, the, what the ballot issues are. For example, I know uh, over in Greenfield, there was a vacant mayor seat. Right. Uh, because our good friend Chuck Fuel uh, was uh, stepping down, not running again. So that, that sort of increased uh, voter turnout. So there, there are lots of different things, but uh, I would say anywhere from 25 to 30 percent in a municipal election, it's actually uh, that's pretty pretty standard, pretty decent number. Okay, so, so you're kind of you're, you're okay with those numbers. It doesn't really it doesn't really tell you much. I mean, it, for me, it just is like well, I don't understand when I look at where we rank our country ranks in the world as far as voter turnout, and and it's still we're like 
what I tell you, Denny, 35th? It's pretty low. I mean, it's pretty low. I mean, we're so and, we're so grateful for when we see the elections in Iraq where they actually stuck their finger into the purple right. dye. They were so proud to be able to vote. So that brings the question, Abdul, is it sociological? Is it just burnout? Is it just maximum level of pissedivity if people do not like politics? What is it that's causing it to be so low? How about yes, 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 and yes, and yeah. one more yes, just to be on the just to be on the safe on side. The safe of things. side. Uh, <laughs> uh, what you got to look at is you got to look at. Uh, there's a big debate uh, in Indiana, also lots of places. How do we increase voter turnout? Now, some people say it's the process that we should make it easier to vote. I mean, you got 30 days to to get your thing done. You can mail in. Uh, there's a, there's a question: well, Should we have no excuse absentee mailing? Uh, should, 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 should uh, election day be like a day off? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of uh, doing a month for election day, should we just do it for two days? See, I don't, national- Akeem, I, I don't believe in that. I think that it should be one day. Everybody gets one vote. Enough of this crap about you get to take off a month in advance to go vote. That's crap. We, we, we used well, to have a voting think, day. I mean, for well, crying out loud. But the question is, what happens if you don't? If you're not around, well then you, you, were, you had a choice. You or, had a choice. Military. It, it was voting. Well, That's a good point. I'm, now come on. Okay, now no, you're. A good point. Now you're fighting dirty. No, he's not. That was a good point. <laughs> no, it's well. We there is a way for them to do that. You're also, right. that's right. You're Unless right. they're in a battlefield, there's a way for them to do that too. But I don't know. I just it just reeks of 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 a, of a manifest of of orneriness that can take place when it takes thirty days for us to get a vote. I, I don't know. Um, well, that, not, not necessarily, my friend. See, here's, here's my thing on early voting. Early voting doesn't bother me at all. And actually, I'm a big fan of vote centers. So I actually think that's what's uh, done a much better job of increasing voter turnout because before, you could only vote one day and you can only vote in your precinct. So from like six to six window. I'll meet you halfway now, there. You should be able to vote anywhere in the state. They should be able to call up your ballot. I mean, we are in the world of wizardry electronically. But uh, you shouldn't have to vote at just your precinct. Okay. Well, the thing is, now you can vote. uh, Like I said, early voting starts. And usually uh, the first couple weeks of early vote is done at the city-county building. So it's in in the clerk's office where they have it set up downtown. A couple weeks beforehand here in Marion County, that's when they start opening up vote centers. And they used to do it. uh, Not only only do they they create vote centers here in Marion County, but the vote centers are across Indiana. So... If you're in Hamilton County, let's say you live in Fishers, <laughs> but you work over Noblesville, you can actually go vote Noblesville uh, for, you know, say your Fishers municipalities. So there are lots of things you can do in those counties with vote centers because that, that to me makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah. So yeah, but how do you that, feel that about is, paper ballots? See, I'm a guy that says paper ballots. Enough of this electronic stuff because that's wizardry that can be manipulated, and anybody who you can mean, program. You mean, you mean like me. You mean like the old paper ballots in Cook County in the 1960s? Oh, come on, Abdul. You're fighting dirty. This ain't right. No, he's not. Yes, he is. I don't think he is. We're not talking no, about no, no, Mayor no, no, Daly no, and that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, my grandfather died up there, and he probably voted 12 times and didn't know it, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hey, our our, our little Illinois has always been if you lost, you didn't you didn't register enough dead people. So do yeah. a better job hanging out in cemeteries next oh time. Oh my gosh, I just don't understand. I mean, I, again, you got you. Everybody's angry about something, and you can try your. I mean, you can try to make a difference by by voting, and I just don't get it. And so when I saw this number again, I was like, holy cow! I've just been hearing anger, anger, anger about every issue in in. 24 hours a day and yet this is the turnout it just didn't make any sense to me well it's always been angry i know i i reread some uh 
some accounting from the 1805 or 1806. I can't remember. It was when Andrew Jackson got whooped and he got mad and then he came back and in the fi- in the next election. It, it might have been John Quincy Adams that beat him. But they were as vicious and nasty in their press as as they are now. Yeah. It's just. Oh, it's I, would more, were, I would argue they were much worse. Yeah, they were. So na- the whole, they, the, they fought. The whole concept. The whole concept of uh, sort of quote unquote independent journalism is only a 20th century model. This is why. <laughs> that's it. That's right. The, this, this is why a lot of newspapers would have whether they were Republican or Democrat in their headline because that could let you know where their bias was coming from, which is why it used to be, for example, I went to law school in St. Louis, but the newspaper across the room was called the Belleville News Democrat. I went to college in Northern Illinois University, but it was called the Sycamore Republican. So they kind of gave you an idea of where their bias was. Uh, and the headline, and I would argue at least in there, honest about it, you know. Yeah. So, so, so at least you put it right there on the on the cover of the newspaper exactly what type of bias you were, you were getting at. However, with with that said, though, um, getting back to our topic of voter turnout, one thing actually I argue suppresses voter turnout is negative advertising. Oh, oh, it really? suppresses it. Yes, no. because people get because people get so sick and tired of you know seeing this negative ad. I'm not saying Denny Smith will eat your children, but can you afford to take that yeah. chance? Wow. So, so well, you know that sort get, of makes sense because you listen to this stuff, and I I turn them off at the at the end when yeah. you know it was it was Shreve Hogshead, Hogshead Shreve Hogshead, and by the time you're all done, you're thinking, man, I wouldn't let this guy, this guy walk my dog. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I would argue if you would increase voter turnout. Candidates, good candidates and issues will always rule the day, which is why turnout is usually heavier in places where they have school, uh, those school ballot referendums. Okay, we're going to leave it at that. Yeah. We solved nothing. Well, we got educated. <laughs> we did, and that's what I want from Abdul. He's such a good teacher. Oh, he fights dirty. <laughs> I like him. Abdul, thank you. Editor-in-chief at IndiePolitics.org. Uh, where else can we promote? The How cheat else can we promote sheet. Him? Don't forget oh, the cheat sheet. sheet. Yeah, cheat oh. sheet. Anything else we can promote for you? Well, I'm also an attorney, and I got to get back to getting ready for my cases for this week. So oh. <laughs> there, there, there we go. All right. But but I will I will say this. Uh, I want to thank everybody uh, for listening uh, on our election coverage uh, Thursday, uh, Tuesday night. Uh, we did uh, thank the staff uh, at uh, WIBC and Network Indiana as well. And now with 2023 is over, I'm looking so forward. I'm so excited to get to 2024. Yay! <laughs> can you can you tell by the sound of my voice? I never knew a black man could be so happy. <laughs> Oh, boy. Abdul, we're crazy about you. Thanks for giving us a little of your time today. Appreciate it. My My pleasure. See you later. It's 1145, 93 WIBC. Denny. You've got a friend in Denny. Denny. <laughs> it's so much fun. This is the best part of doing this. Listen to you ladies. We love this part. Oh, man. We don't just for you remember too much, but we what love Denny song. said. Hey, uh, Denny. Colts 7, New England 6. Uh-oh, they, another uh, no. field goal. Krista Bombista, my sister, keeps texting me with a score. Last week when I left you ladies, we were talking about the uh, efficacy of the banks, that they had all these assets that they thought were worth $1,000, and it turned out they were only worth $600. And so their balance sheets were falling apart because they were investing in U.S. Treasuries. This week, Moody's downgraded U.S. Treasuries and said they're worth uh, less. They're not a, as, as good a credit risk as they were last year. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of all this, where banks are scrambling to cover, they're selling these. That would they, it, Terry Lynn, you and David buy a boat. You pay $50,000 for it. 
the next year something happens and you've got to sell this boat and you find out that it's only worth $20,000. You've lost $30,000 just like that. That's what's happening to the bank. They've invested in all these treasury bonds that they thought were good investments and now they have to come up with cash and they're they're losing money. And it's serious enough that the Fed chairman said this is not this is not going to end well. And this week in the midst of all that, Moody's downgrades them. But that's not the big thing. How would you like to go to the bank thinking that your paycheck has been deposited in the bank and you find out that it's not been deposited? Oh, makes you mad. Makes you mad. Oh, boy. And, and how you... about J.P. Morgan uh, being the clearinghouse for dozens of payrolls? I mean, it was millions and millions of people who didn't get paid last week because there was a breakdown in the ACH system. The ACH is the automatic clearinghouse. Here's what happened. There was a viral attack, um, an internet attack, on the website for J.P. Morgan. Well, the the nerds, they thought, we got them, we got them. So they reprogrammed everything really, really quickly, and they stopped the onslaught, you know, the, the people trying to crack their systems. But what they did is they changed the algorithm for the ACH. So ACH is where we clear like 2 million transactions a second. That was throttled down to 20 thousand transactions a second so people went for days without getting paid so the question i have for you what happens if that happens to you terry lynn oh i don't know what does happen you have to have a plan this is where i'm going with investing sense you have to play the what if scenarios you know i'm a boy scout troop 66 speedway indiana in the Mm -hmm. 1960s bbb prepared is the motto of the boy scouts i'm telling you that this could happen to any of us it could happen to radio one it could screw up our paychecks if you're depending on that. And those of you who are on Social Security and on pensions, don't get the snooty nose and put it up in the air. <laughs> because if you're if you're expecting your paycheck from the Social Security on the third Wednesday of every month, this could happen to any part of our system. So be prepared. Set a little bit of money aside. If, if, if all of a sudden we're locked out transactionally, on the digital side, how about just having a little bit of cash? How about these arrogant restaurants that say, we're not going to take cash anymore? Yeah, well, to hell with you folks. You know, what, what are we going to do in an emergency? And events. And events, exactly. And it's a, it's a convenience factor for them. What I'm saying to you for Investing Sense this week, it is incredibly important for you to have a plan B. Set aside a little cash. If you can't fill up, you know, what happens if you can't get the kids to school, your two-car family, because you don't have gas? And you're saying, Denny, this doesn't happen. No. Now, wait a minute. 2007, 2008, when we had the last big disaster disaster because of the subprime uh, mortgage. Ind- what year was that? Uh, it was 2008. Okay. I heard directly from people in New York that I know were working within the system, and they told me that we were within 45 minutes of all the credit cards shutting down at the gas stations. Can you imagine what would have happened in 2008 if that had happened? Well, now we're a little bit more vulnerable. So the, the point of, of investing since this week is, look, banks are not as solid as you think they are. The federal government has already proven that they're jackasses, whether they're in Congress or whether they're in the Kyle, U.S. Treasury. He's, he's, saying, he's saying the naughty word again. That's not naughty. That, make me use the dump button on oh, you. That's not naughty. That's, that's effective communication. These people are idiots, whether they're in Congress and the U.S. Treasury that's and the Federal Reserve. nice. Kylan, I'm not trying to be nice. I'm trying to make a point that these people are incompetent boobs. I like her. her Can I say a, boobs? She's just a ki- No! Well, <laughs> all right. Are much nicer than, well, not nicer. Well, here's I think the, they're here's the thing. Than, it, in know. the last two years, Kyle the Federal so Reserve has gentle. basically been absorbed by the United States Treasury. 
So you've got the incompetent watchdogs watching the incompetent people who are playing the game, which is the United States Treasury. And they've proven themselves that they don't always tell the truth and they're giving us bad information. Now, the malfeasance that we saw from the banks, you know, the, the word is, is that we got 10 or 12 banks that you got to be careful with it. So what's Investing Sense say? Investing Sense says, well, I'll have a, an account here and I'll have an account in a state bank. I don't have to have all big banks. I can be in a smaller bank. The point is, is you never know when something's going to blow up on you. And uh, you'll notice I don't have any notes today. No. This is coming from my heart that you've got to have plan B. Plan B means, Kylin, you're used to using your credit card and your debit card. Set a little cash aside in case someday the cards don't work. People will always take the Benjamins. They'll always take the Andrew yeah. Jacksons. They'll always take, you know, the dollar bills. That goes back a long, long, long way where mom would say, you can put this dollar in your pocket in case you Exactly need to, right. You we need have a something. question from the audience, Kylan. Oh, Kyle please, Kylan Tally. Oh, thank you. Um, so my question is, well, yes, I always keep some cash on me in some form at least. But for you, in this case, where you want to keep that plan B, do you think keep it truly hard cash or keep it in the bank? Absolutely. Keep it on your, keep it hard cash. True hard cash. In the yes. freezer? Now, wait. <gasps> Ooh, should she keep I it like in the that. freezer? In your shoe? No. Like Don't, Grandma Condra Here's did. what I always told people. Grandma Connie, that's my grandma's name. Grandma Condra. Oh. Hey, well, ladies, Connie, we're working so here. Well oh, I'm right. sorry. All right. Yes. So okay. if we have <laughs> cash, the one thing I always told people is that you never tell anybody you have it. Don't tell oh. your kids. Don't tell oh, anybody. Whoops, I just told don't, everybody. Yeah, I know. Don't put it in your underwear drawer. Don't put it in your sock drawer. Don't put it in the freezer. That's where the drug dealers put it. And that's where they always look. <laughs> really? Yeah. Get oh, creative. If I you're gonna, know that. If you're going to hide money in the house, get creative. I mean, you got a toolbox. I mean, you got the car. The toolbox, it's good. You know, toolbox. you got your shoes. Wouldn't it get dirty and rip? Yeah. And then it's useless. If you put it in your sock drawer, it's going to stink. What socks do you put in the sock drawer? Well, that's a good point. Oh, yeah, the if we point put it is, in the laundry, the these is, are secrets that notes. you have to keep. But <laughs> keep some cash. Isn't this crazy? The whole world lived on cash forever. We have another question from the oh, audience. No, no, no. Kyle we Lynn? just have one minute. Oh, oh we have you one have minute. Oh, okay, I thought you had another question. You <laughs> should playing, see our studio. This is really great. Hats. And we've got <laughs> we've got Noah in here shadowing, and Noah's looking at me. Noah's got a question. No, no, you don't have a microphone. Does Noah have a question? So here's the thing: if you've got questions about this, send me an email, Denny at w. IBC.com. Or, or you can you can message the Facebook page first Perfect. day with Terry Stacy and I'll pass I'm it on. I'm still keeping my certifications as CFP, a certified financial planning pr- practitioner. I'm still in school. I have, have, I'm still learning. Not I'll share all. anything I can with you. If you have a question, you reach out to me. Denny at WIBC.com. You're That's so all, good, ladies. Denny. Colts 10, New England 6. Good. As yeah, we buddy. head into the newsroom. I'm all going right. to sit down now. <laughs> We still have another hour to go. We have an apology we need to make to uh, I wasn't Indiana that Prairie bad. Farmers. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no. Indiana Prairie Farmers. We'll do that next hour. Lots of other good stuff, too. So glad you're here with us. If you have to leave, have a great week ahead. But otherwise, stick around. News is next. 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 
So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.